Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week episode of the Hello Storyteller podcast. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to be able to do the intro without messing it up. It's not today, clearly. You no, know, it wouldn't be you if you didn't have your own special way of introducing us. You know, that's a really kind of polite way to like. <laughs> say that you totally effed that up, Melissa, but it's fine. It's fine. That's how I roll. Positivity. There we go. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to this week's episode of the Hello Storyteller podcast. Melissa and Meg here. As always, we're back together. Well, not together, but we're back on the podcast together. together. <laughs> Can you believe it's been a month? It's already been a month. Ha- what? No. Not I'm quite. Not quite. Almost a month. No, I know. I know. I'm still like daydreaming and fantasizing about palm spring yeah it's sort of yeah we had we got a foot of snow we got a foot of snow last week and we have an ice storm coming tomorrow so super exciting i i haven't let myself like go in and edit all of the palm spring photos yet because i feel like i need to save them in little chunks so when i'm feeling like really upset about how cold it is here (laughs) i can go back and be like remember when it was warm remember when it was sunny remember when it was like nice Remember when you were hanging out with your favorite people ever? It was. Got to be creative and Although, to, you know, parent. <laughs> right. Remember that? That was nice. That was nice. Although I am coming back to California in a little what? over a month. I know I'm going to come stalk you. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm so excited. That was not. Tell them why part... you're coming back, Mel. Okay. Well, there's two reasons I'm coming back, but. So as I tend to do, right? So <laughs> we've talked about uh, East Coast Meg on this podcast before. And so while I was out in California, East Coast Meg was messaging me and she's like, oh my God, it looks like you're having so much fun. I'm so jealous. And we had like a group of, of uh, photographer friends out here that we all sort of hang together. And so she's like, and I'm talking to Nicole and Tasha and Aaron and, and we're, we're, she's like, would you want to go back? And I'm like, uh, yeah. So, but I was like, hmm. How am I going to convince my husband (laughs) to let me go back to California for four to five days for really, really no reason? Like, I mean, to go back and like, so we're, we're, we're setting up like models and stuff. And so we want to do some content shooting while we were out there. But I I was like, I'm having sort of a hard time figuring out how I'm going to, how I'm going to pitch this to him in a way that it's going to be productive. And then literally out of the blue, I got an inquiry in my inbox for a Joshua Tree elopement. Say what? And it was like something out of a dream because I was actually, my sister-in-law was visiting. And so we were, we were out in Boston and we were having lunch. And as I tend to do, I just happened to check my email and literally like my, like my mouth dropped open and she's like, are you okay? I said, I, and I, like, I showed her the, I'm like, I can't. And for like a solid 24 hours, I'm like, maybe this is like just a spam thing. Like seems sort of weird, like out of the blue. But in any case, I had a a video, like a Zoom meeting with them, sent them a proposal, and then I didn't hear from them for a couple of days. And I'm like, and then they booked. And so, um, yeah, so I'm just got, I just heard back from the Joshua Tree National Park that I have my permit. So I booked my flights. So I'm going back to Palm Springs, Joshua Tree at the beginning of March. And so I'll be out there about a day before everyone else comes out. 
they arrive the day that I'm shooting the wedding and then I'll be out there for a couple more days before I come back. And so once I booked a wedding, there was no way that the answer could be no. So <laughs> oh, good. I'm crashing. Yay! Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm super excited about that because it's just nice to have something to look forward to and nice to know that I'm going to come back where it's warm, especially beginning of March because March is the snowiest and sometimes the coldest month that we have here in New England in Massachusetts. And so it's just nice to know that I'll be in some place where it is not that way. So yeah, so I'm excited. Yay. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. So yeah, I am also, I'm doing, you know, we have some travel on the books this year for our family, which is sort of exciting. And so I'm trying to sort of like, see if I can book some shoots in some of those places. So I'll just throw it out there. If you are a listener and you will, you are in Dallas, Texas, or sort of like the Norman, Oklahoma city area, I will be there in the beginning of April and then I will be out in Colorado in August, the first week of August. So hit me up if you're looking for a session, because I'd love to work something out with you guys. Getting to travel and do photography is, is my ultimate dream. And so I'm yes. super pumped about this elopement. You know, I've done a couple other that, others that were like closer to home, but I love intimate weddings. I love elopements. And it's been super fun to just sort of plan this with the couple. And yeah, so... Just, you know, I feel like you put out there, you got to put out there what you want. And, and I said that to Meg when we were in Palm Springs. I'm like, I would love to do a wedding here. And then it was like, you know, literally I'd been home for like four days <laughs> and it, <laughs> it showed really up in was. my inbox. No time. Yeah, all. it was so fast. So I'm just putting it out there. So I will be in the Dallas area and Oklahoma City area at the beginning of April and then Colorado in August. And so and or if you find yourself in the New England area, let me know. Love to work with you. Perhaps we should segue into what our actual topic is, which has nothing to do with what we're just talking about. No, absolutely not. <laughs> nope, not even close. Mm -mm. Um, so what we're talking about today is, I mean, we've all, I think if you are, if you are in the creative world, right, if you are, if you are creative in any sense, not just photography, but you know, whatever it happens to be, that inevitably you're going to find yourself having to figure out how do I take feedback and not feedback in the way that it's like, you know, like you ask someone for feedback and they give it to you, but like unsolicited feedback or perhaps what someone maybe thinks is constructive criticism, but it's actually not. <laughs> and so how do you, how do you stay true to your voice, to your style as a creative, as an artist, while dealing with critique and criticism. You know, anytime that you choose to put something out there, whether it is on a website, on social media, on a podcast, perhaps, then someone is going to have an opinion about it. <laughs> and I think it's hard when you, I think, especially as creatives, you know, when you're, when you're creating art, it is very much a part of you. It's a part of yourself. And it's really hard to get, especially unsolicited feedback on what someone else's opinion of that is. And it's really easy, I think, especially in this day and age when you're behind a computer to say whatever it is you'd want to say. And I think I honestly truly feel like no, probably 99% of people wouldn't actually say these things if they were, if, they, if the only avenue they had was to give feedback face to face. But it's really easy to say whatever you want when you are behind a computer screen and you just type it and you walk away and sort of forget that there's human beings 
attached to the other side of it. There's souls so, in there, people. Souls. Yeah. So we're going to come at this from sort of, as we tend to do, some, from two different perspectives. Um, I'm going to sort of come at it from the business perspective of, you know, what to do when maybe you get feedback from other people, you know, other photographers or clients, because that's always super fun how to deal with that. And, and Meg's going to come at it from (laughs) more of the sort of like personal creative, like creating for yourself, you know, type of situation. So we've both been in this situation. We've both received feedback that was maybe less than stellar and, or, and not, um, unsolicited, unsolicited. Yes. Thank you. Uh huh. (laughs) And so, (laughs) I mean, I think to a certain point, right. We, we sort of, we sort of set ourselves up for this, you know, by putting out something like this podcast or by having a community like hello storyteller and, and sort of being, you know, in the admin role of that, like we, Walk. I think we walked into that with eyes open of knowing that not everyone's going to love everything that we do. People are going to have their own opinions about things. And so I think, you know, I'd love to hear from you, Meg, as to, you know, in your own, maybe separate from Hell Storyteller, but in your own personal experience of sharing work, whether it is online or in other photography groups, like how have you dealt with unsolicited and or uh, not constructive, but just critical opinions. I wouldn't even see, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even classify it as feedback. Feedback is something that you ask somebody for. I think criticism is just something that you give, whether, you know, typically unsolicited. So how, how has that sort of manifested for you and how have you dealt with that in the past? Uh, you know, I don't, I try as an adult, I try to take criticism lightly. However, uh, I am a bit more of a sensitive person. So it kind of hits at the heart at first, mm-hmm. you know, especially if it's unsolicited, if someone's just trying to be mean or malicious or just nasty, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's where it hurts the most because I don't come from that place. I come from quite the opposite place where I actually really enjoy building people up and making people smile and. I feel, I guess, disheartened when I can't touch somebody in that way, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't want or feel that everybody is going to love or appreciate my art. I don't feel or believe that everyone is going to like my personality. However, I am, you know not for everybody and I'm for everybody. So if you don't like it, don't say anything. You know, if you want to come from a constructive place, then be kind and say what you need to say. Coming from a good place, not coming from a mean, malicious and nasty place. So I have a hard time accepting or receiving unsolicited criticism um, when it comes from a mean place, because Mm. that's just not who I am. Well, and I often wonder like what, what is the intention? I, I, I find that I try to sort of, you know, because I, I would say that I'm a lurker. I'm a lurker in a lot of Facebook groups because as we know, my consistency in posting on social media is just (laughs) non-existent, but I am, and I, I feel like 
just innately, I'm, I'm an observer. That's sort of what I do. And so, you know, I see these posts where people share images where they've asked a completely different question. And then the people in the group have sort of taken it upon themselves to be like, well, but let me tell you, I'm not going to answer that question, but let me tell you what I think about what you posted, like about your art. And I always sort of like wonder, what is the intention there? What do you think? Because it is sort of a curious question about just about like the human, like human experience, the human interaction of, and I think it's especially specifically unique to this, you know, this world of social media that like if you were sitting around a table, <laughs> right? Like round I think table. back the round table, I think about <laughs> back to my experience, like working in higher ed, right. Where we would be in staff meetings and someone would raise a point or ask a question. And I just feel like, is that really what you would have said? Like if someone said, Hey, I created this, I'm using this as an example because I have a question about, you know, X, Y, and Z. And you were sitting at that table and completely did not even respond to the question about X, Y, and Z, but just said, Hey, let me tell you what I think about what you actually created. I think it's actually not very good. And I think it's sort of shitty. Like I often think to myself before I speak or before I share my opinion on this filter people filter. First of all, number one, would I actually say this to somebody if I was sitting face to face with them? And number two, is it helpful? And you know, I feel like sometimes you know, we need to reiterate the rules of, of human engagement with adults. But I, you know, I had this conversation with my children all the time that I say, before you open your mouth, I need you to ask yourself these questions. Is it important? Is it helpful? Like if, if those two questions, if the answer to those questions are no, then you need to wait to respond. And, and I would say that's a general rule of thumb, but I think, you know, I mean, who does, who, I don't know anybody that takes, criticism, unsolicited criticism well, or isn't bothered by it. Or maybe you say you're not bothered by it, but at some point you're thinking about it, but it's less about sort of like our response to it and more sort of like, how does it affect then affect your art? How does it then affect Mm -hmm. your confidence in what you are doing? So we're going to get to that in a minute, but I think like in these public forums, right? Because I know like I've shared images in groups before, or I've posted images in groups before and have gotten unsolicited feedback and it has sort of like caused me to question what I am doing or how I am doing it or the style in which I do things or, you know, especially if it's something that you're proud of, especially if it's something that you worked really hard on or that you feel really happy about on on the personal side of things. I think on the business side of things, I mean, let's be honest. I feel like every time I send a gallery out to a client, like I hit the send button with like one eye open because I just am like, I want them to love it. And it will feel heartbreaking if they don't. And so, you know, how, and there's no way to know why I am sending, I'm sending it out into the, into the stratosphere. This, this thing that I've worked and poured my heart and soul into that I'm very proud of, but I don't know how it will be received. And that is something I do Uh every, almost every single day. Like as I'm sending out galleries to clients is hoping that I've captured their story, hoping that I, they see themselves reflected, hoping that it moves them, but never really knowing for sure (laughs) until I hear back from them. You know, I can think of a couple times very early on, actually, in my um, in my business, I can think of one particular instance where I got 
feedback from a client that wasn't super positive. And actually one that happened last year too. And I'm going to talk a little bit about both and share the difference in how I responded to both of those things. So the first was a client I had, gosh, it must've been in probably like the first year that I had a business. This would have been back in, I don't know, 2016, 15, 16, 17, somewhere in there. And a lot of things happened at that session that I would never do now. (laughs) Uh, The first being that we held it at like noon, which no, and it, 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 it was a family with, uh, I think that their, I don't know if it was their daughter, their daughter, I think, um, they've had multiple children since then. So I think it was their daughter. She was turning one. And so there was a lot of props being used and it was just like, I didn't know the location. And so because it was an inopportune time of day, the lighting wasn't great. The baby was not happy. And the way my packages were set up at the time, like they paid a very small amount up front. And then there was like an expectation that they would purchase X amount of dollars and whatever. And so I opened myself up to a lot of, those were not good business practices. They got, they got changed immediately after that session. But you know, the feedback from the client was that she's like, Oh, you know, my daughter wasn't very happy and I'm just not happy with how she looks. And, you know, and I think initially for me, I took that very personally, like I should have been able to do a better job of getting this one-year-old to be happy. And that's my fault. And ultimately they ended up sort of not purchasing anything else for me. So I lost out money, even though I had spent time and, and all that stuff. And so you know, especially when you're a brand new business owner, you know, like those sorts of things can be really detrimental and they can feel really big and it can sort of stop you and be like, do I actually know what I'm doing? Like, should I really be in business? And it was immediately after that, that I sort of said, okay, no, I need to change my pricing structure. I need to change how I charge people. And it was really, that was the push to be like, I need, I need to be in charge of when we hold sessions. I need to be in charge of where we hold sessions. And so much of, I, we talked about this before, I feel like other episodes of the podcast, but so much of getting a positive response from your client has actually very little to do with, interestingly enough, (laughs) as the whole topic of today is talking about criticism of your art, but as a business owner, I will tell you that the majority of times that clients are unhappy has very little to do actually with the final image results and more to do with what their experience was like. And so I have tried really, really hard to create a fantastic client experience because art is subjective. We know this. And I have been a part of of many different photography communities where people are sharing, you know, work or, you know, even just like on my personal Facebook page and someone posts a picture and like, Oh my God, isn't this the best picture? And as a photographer, I'm like, Oh, it's not really the best picture, but like they love it because it's their family. It's their relationship. It's their child. It's their whatever. And so you look at pictures of your, the people you love differently than we do as photographers. So I can look at it and be like, wow, that's not the best lighting. And that's like the color is off but it doesn't matter to the person whose child it is. They're just like, Oh my God, they're so cute. And even I, there's pictures of my kids that I love that photographically are not, are not good, but like, I just love it because it's them. And so I think as a business owner, 
part of my job, right, is, is to set clear expectations for my clients. And that is why now, and I have for many years, I only hold sessions at certain times of day, why I choose the locations, why I'm very clear about what the type, what kind of session we're going to be having and what to expect during our session. And, you know, making sure people have reviewed my work so they know what they're going to be getting because dis dissatisfaction, especially when you're paying somebody for something comes from it absolutely 100% can be a result of just a bad product. But more often than not, it's the lack of clear expectations. It's a lack of clear explanation and it's a bad experience. You can, you can like the final product that you got from somebody, regardless of what it is. But if you had a shitty time while it was going on, that is going to affect how you feel about it. It's going to affect how you refer other people to that business, if you will or not. And so what I learned from that experience was like, ultimately, if, if the parents cannot make their child happy, I don't know why I would be expected to do so. Like your child's behavior, your child's, you know, demeanor during a session I only have so much control over and that was something I had to sort of figure out to, to sort of release myself from the pressure of feeling like, Oh my gosh, I have to make sure that this child behaves themselves or I have to make sure that I can get a good picture of their child or they're crying the entire time or whatever the case is. And I will say like, I'm kind of a child whisperer. I'm kind of a kid whisperer. So like 99% of the time, you know, and we know this as parents, our kids behave better for other people than they do for us. So, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of the times it works out in my favor, but there's times that it doesn't. And, you know, but I, now I preempt all of that by saying like, listen, if A, B and C happens, this is what we're going to do. And so the parents already know like what to expect. But just recently I did a, a session last year. It was a branding session and it was really interesting because the client was referred to me from somebody else. And, and I actually thought that the, the person who referred them over because they didn't really do branding and it sort of felt like what they were asking for was sort of overwhelming. When I got to talk to the client, I was like, oh no, this is very much like, you know, par for the course or branding session. And they were thrilled with the branding photos. They were thrilled with the pictures I took for the actual, their actual business. They weren't as thrilled with their headshots. And I found that to be really interesting and it is, you know, I mean, regardless of, of, of the details of it, I, you know, I want my clients to love their pictures. Like I just do. And so if they're unhappy with them in some, for some specific reason, then I'm happy to reshoot. And so after spending, you know, several emails back and forth with this client, you know, I, I sent them out to other people and said, Hey, can you take a look back at these critically and let me know, you know, and all the feedback I was getting from the people were like, like, nope, like these are, these are good, solid pictures. And when it finally boiled down to, and I finally was able to have sort of an honest conversation with the client, they just really don't like getting their picture taken. And <laughs> they just really don't like the way they look in pictures. And I uh, totally get that. Totally. I get that because, you know, I, I don't love getting my picture taken. And Me either. <laughs> yeah. But that's something that is entirely out of my control. I could have delivered 300 pictures to this client of themselves. And honestly, they would not have liked any of them. And she, she did actually sort of say like, it's not that I don't like the pictures. I think the pictures themselves are beautiful. I just don't like looking at myself. And 
at the end of the day, I can't do anything about that. I have done my job to the best of my ability and it wouldn't really matter, you know, even if we were to meet back up again for a reshoot, it wouldn't really matter because they just aren't comfortable in front of the camera and as comfortable as I made them feel. And I thought that, and I said them, I, I told them, I said, you know, I, I get it. I do. I totally understand that. And I want you to be happy. I'm happy to reshoot. But I will tell you that these, like these specific images, these, you know, of the whatever 20 that I sent them, I, I, you know, I think I, I picked out like four or five. I said, objectively, as someone who does not know you very well, like, I think that these are beautiful reflection of, of the person that I got to know during this session and of your business. And I think that helped them to sort of hear that. But at the end of the day, like, it wasn't that they were saying my images were bad. They just don't like the way they look in pictures. And I think specifically in photography, right? A lot of the times that I hear from people when clients are unhappy, it's because the client is unhappy with themselves. And then when you see that reflected in a picture, it's really easy to sort of like nitpick or place blame on the photographer. When at the end of the day, like it's not the photographer, it's the fact that I'm uncomfortable or you're, or they're uncomfortable with how they look in pictures. And I, I a thousand percent feel that because like, here we are and here we were in Palm Springs with people that I implicitly <laughs> trust who are fantastic photographers whose work I love and adore. And people started sending pictures and I was like, Oh God, you don't like how I look right? in any of these. <laughs> and it, has nothing to do like the picture itself is a beautiful picture and it's really wonderful to sort of see myself through somebody else's lens but good lord is it hard to see a picture of myself that someone else has taken and not pick it apart and not feel completely insecure and so but I would never say to Meg like that was a shitty picture you took <laughs> it's not the picture nope. is beautiful Correct. I am uncomfortable with how I feel. And oh, so okay. that is reflected in how I feel about the image. And so I think when it comes to, you know, because how storytellers focus on photography, I think when you start to get feedback from a client, you have to really distance yourself from how they, how they feel about the picture versus how the picture was taken. If if they're posed nicely, if it's light, if it's, you know, lit correctly, if the exposure, if all the technical fundamental elements of creating a good photograph are in place and they are saying things like, well, I don't like the outfit I chose or, you know, I, I don't like the way, you know, my arm looks in that picture or, you know, there's only so many certain tweaks you can make to sort of like help somebody be posed effectively to maybe minimize things that they're not as comfortable about. But like what I would say this, what is the feedback you are getting? Are you getting a feedback that the picture is too dark or their skin looks like a crazy color or, you know, it wasn't a good angle. Like those would be pieces of feedback. Are, those are things that are within your control that you should sort of take into stock and take a look at and go out and practice and maybe improve in terms of skill set. If the feedback that you're getting from your client is that they aren't comfortable with how they look in pictures, that is out of your control. And so you can absolutely empathize and sympathize with somebody that feels that way or even intimately understand it yourself. But as the person that's created the image, you have to distance yourself from that feedback. 
don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Okay. So I think from a business perspective, you know, I always say before you go, before you choose to start a business as a photographer, you, there has to be consistency in your work. You have to be able to create the same types of images with consistency. Not that they all have to look the same or even be edited the same, but in terms of like the fundamental foundation of those images, the technical foundation, those that needs to be, you know, recreatable and replicated with consistency. And from my, from my perspective, that those, that sort of bucket when it comes to creating things is an area where you will need to continue to grow and continue to learn and hone those skills. And if you were to get feedback on those sort of like technical foundational elements of things, then that is feedback that should be taken into consideration and should be tried to be worked on and improved upon. The feedback I agree. That yeah. If the feedback that you're getting is based solely in someone's discomfort in their body, discomfort in being in front of the camera, obviously as photographers, there are certain things we can do, right. In terms of perspective, in terms of posing, in terms of angles, but that is not necessarily feedback that I would take super close to heart. Right. Yeah. Because there's only so much that we can do to help somebody else feel comfortable in their own skin. And so I think from a business perspective, that's sort of my feedback for you. And sometimes a lot of the feedback that we get actually has nothing to do with the images themselves, but has to do more again with the experience and, and the process um, that the client had. And I'll tell you that a positive client experience is going to set you up for success, maybe regardless of the types of images that you end up delivering, if they had a good time, like working with you. So that's just something to keep in mind as well, that obviously you need to be technically proficient, but what is your client experience like? Because that is going to sort of make or break how your client feels at the end of the day. But I don't know, Meg, like, how, do you feel like it when you've gotten, when you've been in situations where you've gotten, you know, criticism back solicited or unsolicited, do you feel like it's affected maybe not now, but maybe a couple of years ago, do you feel like it impacted or affected like your confidence or like how you went about creating your art? Did you ever find yourself in a situation where you were sort of to like sort of change what you were doing because of like feedback you'd gotten? I would say in the past and now. Mm. However, I feel, and this is something that I've kind of been uh, sitting on for the last few weeks now. Um, how I have handled the situations are completely different. Mm. I feel in the past I would have been wounded and hurt and sad and just kind of feeling down about it for a while. And I feel that initially I felt like I got kicked in the gut, you know? Yeah. But I felt that I had to sit with it for a moment and said to myself, okay, Meg, what you going to do with this? <laughs> you know, yeah. what, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to be sad and wounded and be hurt and feel bad about it for a while? Or are you going to shrug it off, sit with it and think how you could positively change things from the criticism that you received? And hmm. I, I really have thought about it. And I've talked about it with friends 
and I've sat with it for a while. I've meditated on it. I have conducted research on it because the only thing that it does for me is pushes me to be better Mm. because I am not perfect. I don't think that I'm the best at everything. I don't think that at all. So the only positive thing that I can take from a nasty, unsolicited (laughs) criticism is positively insert that in my mind to do better and be better and think better and work harder and be stronger and just know that that person doesn't affect me in the way that they think they do. Right. And that's all because it's just mean and I'm not mean. And I will take that and I will be better and I will find ways to help others be better. And that is my goal and purpose in life. And that's not everyone's and that's fine. But I am not going to back down uh, just because someone doesn't like me. Uh, Old Meg would have done that. You know, Old Mm -hmm. Meg would have you know, maybe cried a little and uh, try to put things off and wouldn't face conflict or face her fears. But new Meg, adult Meg, she, she doesn't do that anymore. So it only pushes me to be better. And I feel like it has. I feel like I am being smarter and more concise and more thoughtful in the things I do and say and how I act or react. And I feel that's really, really important, uh, especially as mothers Mm -hmm. and business owners. I don't like to react. I am a processor. I'm a professional investigator. I um, am a creative. I am very thoughtful in the things that I do. Now, you might not like the decisions I make from my thoughtfulness, <laughs> and that's fine. Right. I'm okay with that now. I mean, not everyone's cup of tea or pie flavor, and that's fine. Take it or leave it. You do you, baby. Well, and I think that action-reaction piece is really important because um, it, it's really easy to have that sort of knee-jerk, like, oh, my God, I suck at this, especially right. if you're someone that maybe isn't super secure right? And what you're creating to begin with, which we, we all start out that way. We all have seasons of that where you're just like, God, I don't like what I'm doing. Like, I don't like what I'm producing. I feel like I feel that way several times a year mm-hmm. <laughs> where it just, I feel uninspired or I feel like stuck or I'm in a rut or I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. And I just feel like, Oh God, nothing I'm doing is like really exciting me. It would be really easy if I was in a season like that and someone were to give me critical feedback to be like, God, I really do suck. Yeah. But again, it goes back to, you know, how can, how can I take this in? And I, ultimately, right, someone else's opinion is just that. It's just an opinion. And I have to decide, A, do I even want to listen to it? Right? Do I even want to listen to it? I don't have to listen to it. I don't have to read it. I don't have to see it. Like, or if it's, you know, if I, if I can't avoid it and it's right in front of my face, I have, I get to choose how I feel about it. And I'm sure some of that comes with just age and experience and, and whatnot. But then again, like, you know, is there any 
If you dig down below the words that are hurtful, is there any truth to what they're saying? Is there anything there that I could maybe use as something to, as Meg was saying, is to sort of push me to, to motivate myself? But at the end of the day, it's just someone being a complete asshole because they're a keyboard <laughs> warrior. Then just bless and release. Like, just Check let it, it off, go. Baby. But, you know, if there is something there that maybe there's a kernel of truth there. Okay, great. We'll take that kernel with you and leave everything else behind you because it's not, it's not productive otherwise. And I think that's why it's really important. We've talked about power partners. We've talked about communities before of, of having people around you that can really give you honest feedback. And we all have those people, right? We have people in our lives that we go to, and we want certain answers. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, if you have a if friend you want for some, everything, that's true. If you want someone to tell you, yes, you go to that friend that, you know, is going to be like, this is like a great idea. Let's totally do it. If you want someone that's going to be honest with you, that you want critical feedback, you'll go to that person. Like if I'm, if I'm wishy-washy on an outfit choice, I'm going to text my sister because she's going to tell me whether or not it looks stupid. Like <laughs> she's going to be like, no, don't mm -mm, hard pass. Take it off right now. Like don't she's not going to. You know, she's not, yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, she's not even, she's gonna be like, no, don't take it off. <laughs> you know, or if I need someone, you know, if I feel like I'm in a position where, you know, I really need to get some unfiltered feedback, I'm going to reach out to Laura. <laughs> yes. Yes, you will. If I want someone to tell me, yeah, someone talk to Meg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. It'll be fun. Yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. So I think it's, an, you know, and we all need that, right? We all, we need someone who, when we're having a crappy day is you can call, you know, you can send them the message and they can be like, what a jerk. Like that's, it's totally not true. And they're going to build you up, not because they're lying to you, just because they're good friends. And they're like, it's, right. it's, just, it's just unnecessary, but it's also good to be able to have people around you that are going to give you honest feedback or are capable of doing it. If you ask them, like if I were to send a picture to Mega something and be like, Hey, could you look at this critically for me? She's going to do that. And she's going to give me that feedback. And she's going to say, hey, I would look at this or maybe try that. And obviously, it's very different when you're asking for feedback versus when it's just given to you. But I think it's important to have trusted people in your circle that if you were to get unsolicited feedback or criticism that you could say, hey, could you take a look at this and tell me, is there any like, is there anything here? Do I really need to pay attention to this at all or do I just let it go? And I think having people in your life that can look at it and be like, no, that person's just a jerk or like, well, this, this segment of it, maybe, yes, I would take a, another look at that. And then you can trust that that person has your best interests at heart because they're a friend of yours and, and they know you and they want the best for you. And so I think you know, that's, that's an important piece too, is, is having people that you can be like, Hey, look at this and tell me what you think. And you know what I do? I feel like it's, you know, I've said this before. I will always say this as artists, we tend to be, you know, we're a self-centered bunch, <laughs> we're you know, a bunch. <laughs> we're just, we're emotionally charged and, you know, and we tend to you sort know, of be like, I'm so good at what I do. Right. Like, <laughs> and I mean, like, I'm not knocking confidence. Confidence is crucial, right? You need to have it. But I think sometimes because they're like, well, I don't understand why they would think that because, and it's just like, well, no, maybe because you are too close to what you're doing and you need someone who has some distance from it. Um, so it's important to, I think it's important to be open to criticism, not criticism. I think it's, it's important to be open to constructive feedback. And I would say that if you are someone who has a tendency to, you know, to give unsolicited 
feedback or advice, I would just ask no. you to, to uh, just, is it helpful? Is it important? I love it. And if, is it kind? If those, if the answer to those three things is, is no, then maybe ask the question, would you be open to some feedback on this? And then be okay when the person says, nah, I'm all good. Yeah. Because as Meg said, like, we should, especially in the creative world, right? We need to be building each other up, especially as women. And women are sometimes the worst. Mm. I'll be honest. I mean, mm -hmm. you've got your fair share of, you know, of, of misogynistic men who feel like they know more than anybody else. But I would say, like, women are the worst. <laughs> or can be really catty and, and mean about They're it. They're a fickle and, bunch. <laughs> and it just, it comes, it comes from, I feel like, you know, women always feel like they have to be in competition with each other. And so if I'm, you know, if I'm rooting for you, then that means I'm not getting my fair share. And so I have to cut you down, which is just a bunch of bullshit because that's not true at all. It just um, comes back to the insecurity, you know, of yeah. them feeling uncomfortable in their own skin or feeling they have not, or they want something else or they want better, or, you know, it's, they're just uncomfortable. It's being mm -hmm. uncomfortable and, you know, but you can't, you can't bring other people down just because you're uncomfortable. Like, yeah, figure out why mind. you're uncomfortable. Yeah, figure it out and then deal with it and then come back and hang with us, you know? But yeah, so I think it's just, yeah, it's important that, that if you find yourself, if you find yourself reacting to somebody else's work in a way that's not constructive, I'd ask you to sit about it and think about it. And if, and if you are on the receiving end of that, I would just reiterate, you know, to to look at it from from some distance, see if there's anything there that's worth your time and energy. And if it's not, bless and release, friends. Just, you know, or bless and block, however you want to do it. <laughs> bless and block. <laughs> I like that one. Okay. Good you know? vibes and blocked. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Best of so, luck to you. You know, yeah. lessons learned. Let this unsolicited criticism push you to be better mm -hmm. be nice yeah take good. something good from this and have amazing friends there yeah. you go boom done <laughs> done mic <laughs> drop end <laughs> so uh yeah hopefully you know as we head into the you know second month of the year here I hope that, you know, you're all doing well and looking ahead with hope and optimism. And if you've, you know, it's if January has felt like an entire year in and of itself, which mine definitely has, <laughs> you know what? We talked about this with our New Year's episode. I said at the beginning of the year, I was not prepared to, to you know, start making a whole bunch of goals because I needed to see how the year fit. I don't <laughs> yeah. like... Yeah, so how's, like, it, how's it how's it happening? It was great through the end of my trip to Palm Springs, and then after that, oh, it's crap. just been sort of a. <laughs> that was uh, the beginning of the month. This is my point. Um, <laughs> so, I'm just saying she's I'm trying to take of, it back, friends. I thought 2022 was going to be a good. Year. I never, I never bought it in the first place, so I'm not trying to return it. I'm just saying I am choosing to start February with as sort of like the start of the year. You know, yeah. we're just going to, we're going to be positive. You know, there's good okay. things happening this month. Positivity. There's a lot of optimism there. The days are getting longer. There's we more daylight. Are. 
I am clinging to every positive thing I can right it. now. And yeah, so. I'll just start sending you personally my sunrises first thing in the morning. And then you'll You be should. Home. That would actually be very helpful for me. Should I get you a book? Because I made a book. Yes. Okay. I want one. Oh, 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 oh. Idea. Okay, done. Okay. 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 On that note, <laughs> have a lovely week. <laughs> Fall sunshine. Spread, you, you don't have some. I'll send you some. Spread, so spread some sunshine. You know, just drop into some of these Facebook groups and just start handing out, you know, compliments and good days and best yeah. wishes. And I know it will make other people happy. It'll make you feel happy. And let's just spread some sh- some sunshine and some kindness and be good people. Okay? Okay. Just smile, baby. And nice. smile. All right. <gasps> goodbye. <laughs> yeah, goodbye. On that note, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Yeah.